Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyi'ati a'malina man yahdihillah falamudillalah wa man yudlil falan tajida lahu waliyan murshida wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah al-ahadul qahhar wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون. Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah Taala alone. We seek His help, His assistance, and guidance in all things. He whom Allah Taala guides, there is none that can misguide Him, and He whom Allah Taala leads astray, there is none that can guide Him except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashim al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as He deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 29. And uh, one of the brothers just told me that Alhamdulillah, Baumu, they finished the upgrades of the, the male section, the bathrooms in the male section, which took just over a month, I believe. And now they're working towards, in about three to four weeks, to finish off downstairs for the sisters. So it's very important. If anyone can help, uh, there's all the details are in the front of how you can help the masjid. And this is integral for the masjid to keep bettering its services for both the brothers and the sisters. Barakallahu feekum. Now, today's verse is verse 16 of Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ اشْتَرَوُوا الضَّلَالَةَ بِالْهُدَىٰ فَمَا رَبِحَتْ تِجَارَتُهُمْ فَمَا رَبِحَتْ تِجَارَتُهُمْ وَمَا كَانُوا مُهْتَدِينَ Those are the ones who have purchased error in exchange for guidance. So their transaction has brought no profit, profit nor were they guided. Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah who died in the year 597 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says, to who this was revealed upon has three different opinions. Who this verse is addressing is, yani the scholars have differed in three opinions. The first, that it was revealed upon all the disbelievers. Upon all of the disbelievers. And this was the position of Ibn Mas'ud and Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. The second position was that it was revealed about the Jews. And this was the position held by Qatada rahimahullah and others. How, yani just very briefly, because this is the only time that we're going to mention the Jews in this, how it was addressing them is that they knew an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prior to his bi'tha, prior to revelation being received by him. They knew that there was a prophet that was coming. They believed in everything that was there. However, after it was revealed upon him, the revelation, then they disbelieved. So they changed and gave their faith after believing in him first, and then they exchanged it with disbelief. So there was belief first, and it was exchanged, with disbelief. And this is the second opinion that was held by Qatada, rahimahullah, and others. And the third opinion 
was that this was regarding who? Anyone want to have a crack? The hypocrites, the munafiqeen. But in continuation of what we have previously taken, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, that this is a continuation to the previous verses regarding the munafiqeen, regarding the hypocrites. Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah who died in the year 310 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he quoted Imam Mujahid rahimahullah who said four verses, four verses in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the initial stages of Surah Al-Baqarah were regarding the believers which we have taken. And two verses were regarding the disbelievers which we have taken. And then Imam Mujahid rahimahullah he says that there are 13 verses that are regarding the munafiqeen, the hypocrites. And we've previously taken this quote. So up until, Ya ayyuhan nasu'budu, we still have a few verses to go, up until the verse where it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the first command of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that will be in a few weeks, bi'idnillahi tabarak wa ta'ala. So these verses are still the continuation of who? The addresses to who? The munafiqeen, the hypocrites. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Those are the ones who have purchased. Right? In continuation to the previous verses, what does this mean? Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he said, they took misguidance, they took misguidance, and they abandoned guidance. They took misguidance and they abandoned guidance. Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah who died in the year, 671 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says the meaning is that they exchanged and chose the disbelief over the faith they exchanged and chose the disbelief over faith and the word purchase ishtaraw was used in its larger understanding in its larger understanding tawassu'an Looking at its broader reality Looking at its broader reality Because a purchase and business Fundamentally returns to an exchange Al-istibdal Fundamentally, any trade that happens Any purchase that happens It returns to al-istibdal Which is to exchange And he says that the Arabs Would use the word for purchasing For anything that is Exchanged for another thing The Arabs would use the word purchasing If you exchanged one thing for another Even if no money was involved If you take something and you give something up Then this would be considered They would use the word purchase Now, what did they take? What did they exchange? Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Al-dalala Which is what they took. Now, Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, the essence of al-dalala, al-dalala, the essence of it, is al-hayra, al-hayra, which is confusion. Confusion. The essence of al-dalala, misguidance, is al-hayra, which is confusion. Just making sure you guys are awake. And also al-nisyan, al-nisyan, which is forgetfulness. And nisyan, forgetfulness, is also called misguidance due to the confusion that is found in it. When someone is forgetful, right? He doesn't know where his keys are. Right? He doesn't know if he locked his car or not. That's what's going on. You're confused. You're forgetful, 
But the element of confusion is there. And this is also called what? An-Nisyan, which is Ad-Dalala, right? Ad-Dalala, which is misguidance. And this is used in the Quran, in the verse that is actually probably one of the greatest causes of embarrassment in many masajid over the world. There is a verse in the Quran, one verse, one specific verse, that causes a lot of people to become very embarrassed during the salah, especially taraweeh, right? Because think about it, taraweeh is long, especially the places that are doing full 30 in the whole month, a juz a night. So when they get to Surah Al-Shu'ara, verse 20, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He quotes Musa alayhi salam, He says, قَالَ فَعَلْتُهَا إِذًا وَأَنَا مِنَ الضَّالِّينَ Usually, there'll be three people who say, Ameen. Usually, three to four people after this, will say Ameen, thinking that it's because it says They will say Ameen And it happens every single year Every single year in Masajid all over the world It happens And there are clips, right? You can just watch it online People in Taraweeh saying Ameen, random places During the Salah And this is not good, obviously Because it shows that they're not fully يعني, Concentrating in the prayer but because they think it's the last verse of Surah Al-Fatiha, you will always see that there will be three to five people who will usually say Ameen, and this will wake them up like, oh, what happened? Why didn't anyone else say Ameen? Now, Musa alayhi salam in this verse, he was saying to Fir'aun that I, and talking about the man that he accidentally killed, he said, I did it whilst in a state, Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, that Dalin over here is minan nasin from those who are forgetful, from those who are forgetful. So this is used in the Quran in this way. This is used in the Quran in this way. So this helps you understand that some words they have multiple meanings in the Quran. It could be the exact same word, but in two different contexts will have two different meanings completely. Now this is some of the ways, these are some of the ways that Abdalala is used in the Arabic language. The first was confusion, the second was forgetfulness, and the third way that is used that it is used in the Arabic language is Al-Halak, Al-Halak, destruction. And this is also used in the Quran. Now Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah who died in the year, just making sure you guys are awake, 310 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he states in his tafsir after mentioning the various statements of the salaf regarding this verse, the meaning of this verse. He says, "This is his opinion." He says, "That which is more befitting to me, that which is more befitting, befitting to me, in his opinion, yani, is the tafsir of this verse in accordance to what we have narrated." An authority of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma and Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anh and he says that the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala اشتروا الضلالة بالهدى means that they took misguidance that they took misguidance and they left guidance that they took misguidance and they left guidance and then he says 
that every disbeliever in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every single kafir, exchanges iman, faith, for disbelief, for kufr. Every single kafir has changed, exchanged disbelief for iman. For, he's, he's exchanged iman for disbelief. By him, Imam Tabari rahimahullah saying, by him taking the disbelief that is found within him, rather than the faith that he was ordered to have. He was ordered to be a mu'min, but yet he's a kafir. So he's exchanged one reality for another. Now, he says, Imam Tabari rahimahullah continues, he says, do you not hear what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding the one who chooses disbelief in him, the one who chose disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in place of faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have you not heard the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding the one who chooses disbelief in him, yani disbelief in Allah in place of faith in him, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَنْ يَتَبَدَّلِ الْكُفْرَ بِالْإِيمَانِ فَقَدْ ضَلَّ سَوَاءَ السَّبِيلِ And whoever exchanges the disbelief with faith, then truly he has become lost upon the worst path. Whoever exchanges the disbelief with the faith, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then truly he has become lost upon the worst path. Imam Tabari rahimahullah he says, this is the meaning of purchasing. That they traded. They traded what? What did they trade? Belief, Belief with what? Disbelief. He says because the purchaser of any item exchanges that which is taken from him for something in exchange for it, right? The reality of buying and selling. And this is the same with the disbeliever and the hypocrite. This is the same with the disbeliever and the hypocrite. That they both exchange guidance for misguidance and hypocrisy. They both exchange guidance for misguidance and hypocrisy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Imam Tabari rahimahullah says, So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguided them and took from them, the two of them, both the disbelievers and the hypocrites, he took from them the light of guidance, removed it from them, the light of guidance, and left them in all darkness so that they could not see. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because of their choices, He has then let them be. He's let them upon their misguidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues the verse and He says, So their transaction has brought no profit. Their transaction was not profitable in any way, shape or form. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connected profit in respect to the transaction and purchase. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word profit over here in respect to the transaction and the purchase. And this is from the language of the Arabs. This is a way that the Arabs spoke. And Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah, he mentions that the, the Quran was revealed to a people who spoke Arabic and this is the most eloquent of Arabic. So the exchange that they did was that of no profit. There was no profit to be made, no benefit whatsoever. Because when you do an exchange, you want to do something that is beneficial. You want to make something, you want to make a profit. 
But for instance, if I gave you a book and you gave me a five cent coin, right? A five cent coin. Now, either I have an issue in me, right? Where I don't have all of any marbles upstairs, right? Like, if you're not fully functioning, then this for me was not beneficial in any way, shape, or form. For me, like as a business trade, as a business transaction. So they exchanged guidance for misguidance and for error, confusion, and destruction. This is what the trade was. And this was not a profitable exchange. Imam Tabari rahimahullah, he gives a very beautiful explanation and he summarizes everything. He says, this is the way of the disbeliever. The way of the disbeliever and the way of the hypocrite, of the munafiq. He says, because they chose the confusion and the blindness over clarity and guidance. They chose what? Confusion and blindness over clarity and guidance. They chose fear and terror over safety and security. He later says that they exchanged the safety and the security for the hereafter in exchange for the delayed misery and the painful punishment in the hereafter. This is what they did. They, they gave up Jannah and the, the peace and the safety of Jannah for the terror of Jahannam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rab. He says <coughs> that this is based off the statement of Qatada, rahimahullah, who commented on the verse. And he said, by Allah I saw them. Right? By Allah I saw them. Who was commentating on this verse itself. He says, by Allah I saw them. They left guidance towards misguidance. They left guidance towards misguidance. They went from unity al-jama'ah into fractions and splitting. They went from security to fee. They went from the sunnah to bid'ah. They went from the sunnah to the bid'ah. Because what? They gave up one thing which was guidance and they gave it up for guidance. They gave it up for what? Misguidance. Now, <clears throat> subhanAllah on this issue, on over here, the salaf would always see the sunnah as one thing and anything that opposed it, anything. It's only two things. It can either be sunnah or it either can be bid'ah. There's no in-between. There's no like middle ground. It's anything that's a worship. Anything that you see as taqarrub, anything that brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it has to be found in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Aisha radiallahu anha, she narrates that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuwa rad. Whoever does, and the beauty of this, wallah, the beauty of the Arabic language is he says amalan. He says amalan. Any action, any action, because it's in the nakira form, it's not in a specific form, which means anything that you do, any action that you do, laysa alayhi amruna, that's not in accordance to our affair. So then there was something that was nakira, there was something that was unspecific, and an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam specified it to be from the matters of this religion. How beautiful is that? And then he says, فَهُوَ rad, that it is rejected. It is something that's not going to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means two things. The thing is going to be rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the second thing is that there's no reward. If you do something that's rejected, you're not going to get it. Yani think about it. If you, get, you apply for a visa, right? It's either approved or denied. 
Right? There's, there's no in-between. There's no like, yeah, you can be a citizen, but not a citizen. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can come into our country, but leave. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Right? It doesn't make any sense. So over here, Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that when you have an action that's rejected, you're not getting anything for it. So to me, this is the peak of stupidity. The peak of stupidity, that you do something, you do all this effort, right? And you don't get any, any rewards for it. You don't get anything that's accepted. Because it's rejected. So you might have done all this hard work, did the action, but you get nothing for it. Which is the peak of stupidity, right? If someone tells you, walk from here to there, and don't do anything in between. Just literally walk from A to B. And you walked in a zigzag. You took time. The only thing that you, getting you closer to it is when you walk on that line, right? Everything that doesn't get you to that end goal, if it's not found in the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it's rejected. And why do we bring this up now? The Mawlid. The Mawlid, my brothers and sisters, it's coming up, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <clears throat> now, the Mawlid is a celebration of the the why I didn't do it in the beginning of the lesson. Is because if you start off with that, clickbait, right? People start coming in from everywhere. No one's bothered to listen to the entire lesson. So we have to put it over here, right? If you do it at the end, then they listen to it. If you put it in the beginning, they listen to it. But if you put it in the middle, now nah, it goes under the radar. Now, the Mawlid of the Prophet is a celebration, quote unquote, of the birth of the Prophet. The Prophet, he says, I fast on the Monday because I was born on the Monday, right? So we have something. That is legislated. If you want to follow the Mawlid of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, fast on a Monday. Fast on a Monday. That's what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did. But because that's too hard for you, right? You want to just make one day the day where you get your birthday cake out, right? I swear this, Wallahi, I've seen it. An actual birthday, birthday cake where Wallahi they were singing happy birthday. Wallahi Al-Azim they were singing. You've seen it? Yeah. Wallahi al-Azim, they were singing happy birthday too. And like, unbelievable stuff, right? And I think they had a Christian there too. It was, like, it was like, what is going on? Like, even the shaitan's confused. Like, what's going on? Now, anything, my brothers and sisters, anything, anything that's considered a worship, it has to come from the religion. It has to. It brings you closer to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And does it bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yes or no? If you say yes, then you have to give me something. You have to give me dalil. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, any action that does, goes against my way, it's rejected. It's rejected. It's not accepted. It's not going to be accepted by anyone. But you have to give me dalil. So if you want to follow it as the Prophet sallallahu followed it, then fast on a Monday. But if you don't want to do that, then don't do anything. Now, there are other issues that the date of the Prophet ﷺ is not unanimously agreed upon. The date itself is not unanimously agreed upon. It's not always that everyone has said that it's the day that they celebrated on, but rather the death of the Prophet ﷺ is agreed upon on that day. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness, Ya Rabb. Now, if, if it was legislated, if it was legislated, if this was something that was approved by Muhammad وسلم, then it would have been done by those who were willing to give everything they had, everything they had, every single thing they had, they would give it up for Muhammad Do you love Muhammad more than Abu Bakr? 
Do you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than Umar? Do you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than Uthman? Do you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than Ali? Do you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than his wives? Do you? It's impossible. It's impossible. These people like Ibn Umar radiallahu an, he used to go on a path, right? And he would follow the path so strictly that even when the Prophet ﷺ previously would duck behind a, a, a branch of a tree, he would duck behind it even though the, the, the branch was no longer there. He said there was a tree here that Muhammad ﷺ previously ducked his head and I'm just doing exactly what the Prophet ﷺ told me to do. I seen him do it, he told me to follow him, I followed him in every single action that he did. Even when he was ducking under a tree, I duck under the tree, even though the tree isn't there, because he ducked at that point. Ibn Umar, radiallahu he used to go around watering a plant, one random plant. They asked, why are you doing this? He says that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Nabi used to sit under this tree. And I'm scared that if I don't do it, the tree will die. So I am doing that just so I can sit in the same place that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sat in. That's what the level that they would go to. To water a tree, to sit in the same spot that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sat. Now none of them, none of them took a day out in the year where they read the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where they went and sat around and got a cake or <laughs> anything on this day. They, you can't find I mean, any authentic transmission, any hadith that's authentic that they celebrated the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ. This is not from the practice of the Muslims. This is not the practice of Ahlul Sunnah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. So the Sunnah has always been antithetical, always been the opposite to al-bid'ah. If something is not the sunnah, then it is a bid'ah. But what about planes? What about cars? Uh, every time, there's always that one guy. There's always that one guy. <laughs> Why don't you go walking? for Allah. Does anyone get in a car and think they are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by driving a car? Has anyone jumped on a plane and said, I'm closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by this plane ride? Not one person, not one person has ever come and said that the plane ride itself is like salah. It's not an act of worship, my brothers and sisters. So these are two different things. One's dunyawi, one's from the dunya affairs, and one's from the deen. So the Amr of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not dunya affairs, was not the things of the dunya, right? How to, yani hatta the Prophet sallallahu he saw in one of the narrations, the people of Medina, they were farmers. So he saw them, yani mating, the, the, like pollinating like the male trees with the female trees or however, yani they do it, right? The agriculturist of yani, to bring the fruit on the tree. So Nabi Sallallahu goes, yani, he looks at them and he says, why do you do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, why don't you just let the trees be? It's like, ya Nabi Allah, because like, you have to do this so that the, the fruits come out, the dates come out. And the Prophet Sallallahu is like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really understand why, right? And then they're like, all right, so we won't do it this year. <laughs> you know, we won't do it, no problems. No dates came. And then they complained to the Prophet Sallallahu And like, ya Nabi Allah, like, no dates came. He's like, look, I'm, I... I came to give you the message. I'm, 
I didn't give you the agricultural يعني, practice. You guys do that. I'm just here as a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you. Right? I'm teaching you the akhir. I'm teaching you about how to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the matters of the dunya, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he had a certain limit of knowledge. Right? A certain, يعني, if you, this is just the way that anything regarding the matters of religion, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no one had more knowledge than him. Everyone understand? Alhamdulillah. Okay, وَمَا كَانُوا مُهْتَدِينَ Nor were they guided. They were not guided by their trade of guidance for misguidance. This trade that they did for guidance or for misguidance, they were not profitable in it. Imam Al-Qurtabi rahimahullah, he mentions that it has also been mentioned that guidance was not written upon them in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge that they were not written to be of the guided. وَمَا كَانُوا مُهْتَدِينَ That they were not to be of those who were guided, they were not the guided. يعني Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Lawh al-Mahfuz, He had preordained that these people were not going to be guided. So this is the alternate meaning. Alternate meaning. The first meaning is that the change that they did, the exchange, the, prof, the actual trade that they did was not profitable and they weren't guided in that actual transaction. And the second opinion is that in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were not written to be of the guided. Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah, I want you to listen to this last bit inshaAllah. He said, every single one, each and every one of you is a tajir. Each and every one of you is a merchant. So let every one of you see what his trade is. Each one of you, Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah, from the greatest scholars of Islam, right? He said, each and every one of you is a tajir, a merchant. So let every single one of you see what is he trading, what is his actual trade. And he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَمَا رَبِحَتْ تِجَارَتُهُمْ So their tra- transaction has no benefit, has brought no profit. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, has said, هَلْ أَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَىٰ تِجَارَةٍ تُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Shall I not guide you to a trade that will save you from the hellfire? Shall I not guide you to a trade <coughs> that will save you from the hellfire? So over here, Imam Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah, he's saying that each one of us has a path to choose from. Either the path of hypocrisy or the path... Either the path of the munafiqeen or the path of the believers. This is the two paths. You have the choice here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that there are two ways that you can go. Two ways that you can go. Either the path of the munafiqeen who are disbelievers or the path of the people of faith. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. And with this, my brothers and sisters, we conclude a full page of Surah Al-Baqarah. We conclude, I know it's taken a while, 29, 29 lessons, right? 29? Today, uh, it's taken a while, yani, uh, to finish a full page because the pages before this was like quarter pages, really. Fatiha and like half cute looking, you know what I mean, in the in the middle of the page and the first page of Al Baqarah. But this is the first complete page of Surah Al Baqarah that we've completed. So this is actually, wallahi, I'm I'm very proud, yani, of all of you that you guys have soldiered on. Uh, yani, I know we've lost a few <laughs> a few people But alhamdulillah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us in that which we take And not make this an evidence for us And not against us ya Rabb And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To make these gatherings a gatherings Where the angels surround us Barakallahu feekum Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 
This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.